listeners, welcome to Horror Movie Club, the show where two dudes who aren't quite nerds but not quite noobs choose a horror movie each week to rate and review. I'm Ashvin, I've got Brian on the phone with me, and on today's episode we're going to be discussing the 1992 film Brain Dead, or also known as Dead Alive in North America, uh, directed by Peter Jackson, starring Timothy Balm and Diane Penalver, and uh, this is the story of a couple that has to battle a horde of zombies. And Brian, I feel like this is a movie that we've referenced in some of the podcasts, or, or that you have. I, I don't think I'd actually had this on my radar, but I'm assuming you've seen it before. I have. I've seen it quite a few times, and I've definitely, yeah, we've definitely brought it up a few times. I can't remember which episodes. Oh, you know, we probably for sure brought it up in um, Dead Snow. Oh, oh, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it's kind of like a gory zombie film. So, yeah, I guess that would have made sense in, in that yeah, context. And yeah, and I think maybe once or twice in discussions throughout the podcast, the uh, the term splat stick has come up. Oh, sure. As a mm-hmm. subgenre of, like, gory comedies and the gore being a source of the comedy. Yeah, right. And in this, uh, I, I think uh, I read, like, this was, like, a big uh, influence on that genre. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, um, I don't even know. I meant to research that genre for this episode. Um, this might be, like, one of the first. Yeah, one of the early pioneers. Yeah, you kind of get that feeling watching this. Like, this is this film's, like, some kind of pioneer in what it's doing. Yeah, yep. Although, I guess I, it wouldn't be the first, because Bad Taste was another Peter Jackson movie before this. So, it yeah. was also similar. Oh, no kidding. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, yeah, I was really impressed that this guy, uh, has done like all these films, um, and this, this being his fourth film. And then, uh, he's also the guy behind like Lord of the Rings and King Kong and, uh, a lot of like the Hobbit series. It's crazy. He started off like in the slapstick space. Yeah. Yeah. It is pretty nuts. Nuts. Especially like bad taste is mm-hmm. even, I'm hesitant to say it's grosser than this, but yeah, it's just... <laughs> <laughs> just tons of gore. Like one of the main characters' brains keeps falling out throughout the movie, and he keeps like picking it up and putting it back in. Wow. Similar yeah, stuff. Did, yeah, yeah. I had no idea. I thought this might have been his first one like this. But how, how does someone go from like films like this uh, and, and just like the slapstick gore stuff into becoming like such a pretty big, like well known uh, director, like doing these huge Hollywood films? Like that's right. It's a good question. Yeah. Who saw the potential in this guy? But I will say, though, that this movie, I feel, even though it's just like a gory, gross mess, it's pretty intricate and well choreographed Mm -hmm. and well planned. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. I I think there's more to it than just like blood and guts everywhere. Yeah, I think you're right. Like compared to like a standard gory like B movie, this definitely has like a lot more going on for it. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I think we'll we'll talk more about that, too. Actually, you know, this is probably a good moment to warn listeners just i'm guessing if you're listening to this podcast you can handle stuff like this but this will probably be an especially gory discussion yeah like, <laughs> even just describing some of the things that happen might gross you out if you've got a really sensitive stomach so yeah. just a heads up yeah i'm not even sure i'm gonna be able to describe half this stuff <laughs> <'cause> <laughs> not here. some of it is like did i just see what i think i just saw i know <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and speaking of gore, like, uh, so this has been called like one of the bloodiest movies of all time. There was 300 liters of blood in one of the final scenes. Uh, have, have you seen a gorier movie than this? You know, I can't really think of a gorier movie. Yeah, me neither. Like, anything I could think of would probably be... Uh, maybe I could think of things that were close, but it's hard. It's hard to compete with this. 
Yeah. And and it's like uh, a little stranger than like torture porn where like that's uh, more darker and like, you know, hard to watch. And this one, I feel like the comedic element uh, kind of offsets like the amount of gore you're seeing. So it's like this weird uh, collision of, of two things. Right. And uh, like the gore is funny. It's hard to explain mm-hmm. to people who aren't familiar with this type of movie. Like <laughs> my wife and I were watching this. So I was just telling you before we pushed record that we went on this weekend getaway with our family mm-hmm. and we were sleeping in the same room as our baby. And so we were, he went to bed before us and we were just like quietly watching things with headphones on. <laughs> and I was like shaking the bed with my laughter as I was watching this. <laughs> And the next morning I was like, I wish I could describe to you what was funny, but you would just hate it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I kind of felt a little embarrassed watching this one. Like if anyone sees my computer screen, they're going to like think I'm like this really sick guy. watching. <laughs> like, yeah, some of the things you see here is just like so ridiculous and gory. But you're right. It's like comedic in a way. Yeah. So it's and it's interesting to me just to think about our relationship with violence and the comedy of extreme violence. Like on one side of the spectrum, you've got like Looney Tunes say where extreme violence happens, but it's so unrealistic that I feel like it wasn't until the past few decades that people were like, Hey, Looney Tunes is actually pretty violent. Right. But you know, somebody will hit a character. Let's say Wile E. Coyote gets hit over the head with a hammer Mm-hmm. He just like collapses into like a flattened pancake and then like legs pop out and he walks away. Right. Yeah. And that that's like one end of the spectrum. And then like the other end would be Midsommar where the dude gets hit in the face with a hammer and it's just <laughs> looks like exactly what would happen if a face got hit with a hammer. Right. Yeah. Or like a giant mallet or whatever that was. And then in this one, I don't think there's a hammer on a head scene, but if it did happen, it'd be like a watermelon exploding and blood would go into somebody's <laughs> eyes. Like, yeah, <laughs> it's kind of like a Looney Tunes vibe, like more realistic, but still not grounded in the reality of what would happen. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And that makes it a little more palatable, I guess. Yeah. And and then did you see like uh, that, like even uh, some of the ratings agencies were willing to like allow this to be like under our like, I guess, the equivalent of like a PG-13 or in England, I guess maybe like fifteen years old could could get in to watch this. I think because yeah. of like the comedic element. Yeah, I saw that. Like the British version of the MPAA or whatever was like, eh, maybe it's just like a PG thirteen. <laughs> their equivalent of like a PG thirteen. Yeah, yeah. Which is nuts to think about, but it, it is, is really just nuts. so over the top and silly. Yeah, I mean, I, I, you point out something really interesting there, and I, I'm wondering, like, yeah, what really is the difference between that type of violence? Is it just the reality of it? Or, uh, like, the tone, overall tone, or, like, the uh, implications behind it. Because, uh, yeah, you're right. I mean, those two things seem very similar, like someone getting hit in the head with a hammer, but completely different vibes in both films. Yeah, it's definitely tone, and I think reality, too. Like, somebody has an open wound in this one, and it's just, like, dripping gooey, pinkish, orangish, yellowish pus and blood. Yeah. And it's like, that's not at all what would really happen, <laughs> but it's just like so deliberately made to gross you out that it becomes yeah. funny. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah and I think there's a lot of nuance to it. Like, what's the shot you see after the gory thing happens? Or like, what's the music playing when the gory things happen? Right. Like, what's the sound effect? Yeah, I know there's a whole atmosphere that uh, goes around it. Yeah, um, that that's really interesting and, and good to keep in mind for like future directors who are looking to make gory films if they're trying to get like an R rating or less. I guess uh, just go over the top. I guess yeah, that's kind of the lesson there. Exactly. Um, did you ever did you ever see uh, Frighteners? It sounds like he did that one as well, but I, I kind of I don't remember too much of that one. 
I haven't seen that since the '90s, and I remember loving it. I, we should we should check that one out. I know this well, seeing this one kind of makes me want to rewatch that, and it looks like it won some awards too. So, oh, be a good one. Nice. Um, overall, though, the, this guy's been directing movies for forty years. Isn't that wild? That is wild. Yeah, that's it's pretty impressive. Um, success wise, uh, it sounds like this movie has a cult following, but doesn't seem like it's made its budget back of three three million dollars. Only two hundred forty-two thousand at the box office. What do, what do you yeah, think of that? That, that two hundred forty thousand is in the U.S. I couldn't find a number in its home country of New Zealand. Mm-hmm. It sounds like it did pretty well there, but I, I did. I don't have that number. Okay. So, and I will guess it's made quite a bit on like DVD and VHS and Blu-ray, but but yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah, but I, I mean, like even for us to rent it this time, the the only place you could find it was on YouTube for free, right? Oh yeah, dude! I forgot. I almost forgot about that. That's so weird that it wasn't available to rent anywhere. Yeah, yeah, that's that's crazy. But I'm glad it was on YouTube because the version we saw on YouTube was not the version I've ever seen before. Oh, really? You noticed some differences? I noticed some differences in the gore. Wow. Um, like I don't think I ever remember that. <laughs> that he's basically constantly plagued by this zombie that's just someone's digestive tract oh, that's been yeah. removed from their body <laughs> yeah the intestines that like follow him around <laughs> yeah and you see the anus on this like digestive tract fart <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah yeah oh, so that wasn't in like the i so i know the u.s version they edited a lot out so that that, that part i'm guessing wasn't in there then I'm pretty sure that I've never seen that happen. And I think that the <laughs> versions that appear under the title Dead Alive may not have that. I was a yeah. little unclear about what's in Dead Alive versus what's in Brain Dead. Well, I guess the level of sophistication on that humor, uh, it's, it's got a different bar on Dead Alive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no Just zombie. like the the idea of like, let's have a digestive tract here and like, let's have it <laughs> fart. Yeah. <laughs> and just be like squirming its way around the whole movie. Yeah, yeah. Seeing that scene, it took me a while to like actually like conceptualize. I this is actually a zombie uh, digestive system or intestine, intestines kind of chasing this guy around the film. Yeah, that's, and you know cool. some of the stuff happens so fast in this movie that it's possible that that was in the version I saw, and I just never registered that that's what was happening. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot to absorb. <laughs> I mean, it's like an action movie. That, like how quick the cuts are and what happens. Like, yeah, it's a complex movie. Mm-hmm. It is. It is. Yeah, it's pretty pretty robust, and uh, yeah, a lot, a lot of things going on, and hard to keep up with. And the it's a pretty yeah. short runtime too, only like an hour and a half or so. Yeah, yeah, I think a little over an hour and a half. Yeah, yeah, they pack it in. Yeah. Speaking of intestines, uh, it's packed in pretty well. We're back. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I thought that was actually cool that you can watch it for free on YouTube. It's the unedited version, I guess. Um, so if if you guys like the discussion today, I'd recommend just uh, what'd you do? YouTube Brain Dead. Yeah, I think it's just under Brain Dead on YouTube. Yeah. I'll probably post the link on our socials too. Cool. Cool. That was a good find. Well, also awesome, man. Any other background before we jump into the plot overview and our review? Um, I think the only thing I have left is our tenuous Ohio connection. Oh yeah. The only thing I could find in this New Zealand film was uh there was a kid who was a cancer patient at the Cleveland Clinic who through the Make-A-Wish Foundation, got to travel to New Zealand to see where Lord of the Rings was shot and, like, visit some of the, like, prop studios and stuff like that. Oh, man. So, no connection to this movie, but through Peter Jackson anyway. 
Yeah. Well, I wonder if you'd seen this movie if you would have chosen to go see where this one was shot <laughs> instead. I want to go meet those intestines. Yeah. <laughs> I want to get farted on by a disembodied, disembodied <laughs> yeah. entrails. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds better than seeing some hills where uh, battles took place or something. Yeah. Uh, I'd be down for that. <laughs> What's All that right. squirming through the grass in those hills? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's probably living a good life out there. <laughs> yeah. Cool, man. It's not packed in anymore. Yeah, it's let some gas out. All right. Well, uh, let's take a quick break then before we talk about the plot in our review. Um, but before we do that, I've got a hairball in the back of my neck or back of my throat that I'm just going to go uh, take care of. So I'll be right back. Okay. Good luck with that. All right. Thanks. Hey, man, I'm back. Yeah, you take care of that hairball? That's weird. Yeah, you know, it's a strange. Our, our dog went missing a few days ago, and uh, when I started to cough it up, uh, the I feel like the, the whole tail came out. Uh, <laughs> so I think I know where the dog went now, but I'm going to wait till I run into my intestines later and see if <laughs> they might be able to tell me something. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, cool. So let's uh, kick, kick off the plot here. So this movie starts on Skull Island, which... Uh, am I crazy or Skull Island also where King Kong comes from? I think so, yeah. And I think that's where he got it. He, I think he was really into the original King Kong. Oh, And then okay, he ended okay. up making King Kong. Yeah, right. And then there was a movie called Skull Island recently, right? Or Skull something. Oh, I don't know. Maybe. I'm out of yeah. touch with non-horror movies. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, so I, I think, yeah, he's, he's uh, using the name here again. Uh, so... There's an explorer that's on this island who's found uh, this Sumatran rat monkey. And kind of like an Indiana Jones style, he's trying to escape the island with this monkey. These natives kind of surround him, and he has to kind of fight with them to uh, run away with the monkey. But as he's running away, he gets bitten by the monkey, and then his companion kind of starts chopping him off and chops his head off. So it's pretty gory right from the beginning. Yeah. Uh, jumps right to it, yeah. Yeah, it's like the whole thing of like chopping off a body part that's been bitten to keep the infection from spreading, but eventually he's chopped to bits. Yeah, I mean, they chop his, like, brains off pretty much. Yeah. Chop uh, his brains off. Yeah. It's <laughs> a funny way to phrase that. <laughs> I think <laughs> that's that's what I remember, man. Uh, so then we, we go to modern-day Wellington, and we meet Paquita, who's this woman who's working at a convenience store. She's having uh, her cards read to her, like tarot cards, and she's told that she's going to fall in love with someone who displays some kind of sign uh, and then moments later, this guy named Lionel walks into the store and he's kind of like this real klutz and like really shy, timid guy and really anxious and, uh, just, um, yeah, kind of, kind of scattered. Uh, but he kind of shows like signs of what Paquito is looking for and she figures out that she's now in love with him and she follows him home and basically like demands that they start dating and, uh, and hooking up. Uh, I, I thought that it's interesting. I haven't seen a love story like play out like this in a while. This, this hit you anyway. Yeah, this was like a romantic comedy. Yeah. Like the like whole the, movie, the through line was this romantic comedy. I know. Yeah, so when you read like the, the, the summary of this movie, it is like a boy and girl like kind of fall in love and have to deal with his mother pretty much. Yeah, I mean like it hits every note that a romantic comedy would meet, like boy and girl meet, like they're into each other, but then like something keeps them from being together and they yeah. have to conquer that. And yeah, it's the Yeah, mother. exactly. 
a lot of blood comes on the way. Yeah. Blood and zombies. <laughs> Farts. Farts. <laughs> uh, yeah. And, and like even the music too, it's like all this like piano classical kind of cheesy uh, r- romantic stuff. Yeah. So uh, Lionel's got this really super controlling mom who doesn't want him to be dating this girl. So she starts spying on them and follows them on the state. They go into the zoo. But at the zoo, uh, the monkeys are that Sumatran, Sumatran rat monkey. And this is the first time we see it because in the beginning it was kind of in a box. Um, and I think they're using like kind of stop motion here or some kind of animation. What, what, what was that? Yeah, I think it's stop motion claymation. Claymation, yeah. Uh, I, obviously Which not. I think that's redundant. I think claymation is stop motion. So. Oh, okay. Okay, so yeah, that makes sense. Uh, yeah, but uh, I, I don't think this is meant to be scary. It's more just like a visual, like, hey, here's the monkey or whatever, and it's kind of a gross-looking rat monkey. Yeah, it's more comedic-looking than anything. Yeah. Uh, but it ends up biting Lionel's mom, and they have to cut their date short. So he takes his mom home. The next day, he wakes up, and her mom's uh, pretty messed up. Like, her face and body are basically bleeding out and, like, falling apart. Uh, some pretty gross stuff happening there. She keeps saying she's okay, and uh, some guests come over, and there's this really gross scene where they're having dinner and eating pudding, and she, her skin's just like falling into the pudding, and pus is going into the guest pudding. Um, probably the grossest pudding scene I've seen. What, what would you say? <laughs> Even the word pudding, now that I think about it, is really gross. <laughs> I know. It doesn't lend itself well. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, this yeah. is one of those scenes where it's just like, the dude at this table especially is just really gross and just focuses on the sounds it's making as he's yeah. eating and it's it's gross. It's pretty stomach churning. Yeah. I yeah, think hard. this is the grossest scene in the movie, even I mean it's a little bit of gore, but like mm-hmm. it's the most for me, this is the hardest to handle because I can handle all the gore. But Yeah. I mean like she eats her ear. That's yeah, it's pretty <laughs> gross. And while she's like falling apart, yeah, this was this was a hard scene to watch, and and I still think you're so early on, we haven't gotten like to the like the hardcore blood stuff yet, so this is pretty jarring, I guess. Yeah, this is definitely the grossest. The introduction, aside from the dude getting his limbs chopped off, this is the introduction to like, <laughs> this is going to be over the top gross. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, for sure. And uh, so so then Paquita shows up, she's got her dog, and uh, and then the dog kind of runs up the stairs, to Lionel's room, Lionel's mom's room. And uh, Lionel's mom ends up eating the dog, and he like pulls. She, they run upstairs to see where the dog went, and they basically like, pull that hairball out of uh, her mom's mouth, and it's it's the tail of the dog. And it's like I, I like this line where she's like, "Your mom ate my dog." I thought that was pretty good. Yeah, let's, let's get another grossy. Yeah, and I can't remember if we've said, but the mom is like very much against this woman. Like, yeah, essentially like calls her a slut and what? Oh yeah, she yeah. says she's experienced. Oh, yeah, that's how she describes her. <laughs> She's experienced. You know what they say about her. <laughs> Gotta watch out for those experienced women. Yeah. Uh, so then they finally call a nurse, uh, and while the nurse is there, the mom dies. But then the mom comes back to life and bites the nurse, turning her into a zombie. And so um, now we have, like, two zombies. Lionel starts freaking out, and he locks them into the basement, and he gets rid of Paquita, who doesn't really know what's going on. He then gets some tranquilizers, uh from a vet who happens to be a Nazi. What, what was that? That was strange. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> what was that? I couldn't tell like why that was thrown in there. Like he was like wearing a Nazi uniform under his vet jacket. I think he was maybe like a, uh, Oh my God. Like a German scientist or something. It, it's late and I'm blanking on the word, but he was like kind of like a spoof of another character. Mm. 
Yeah. In film that I can't remember who, like maybe somebody from a Bond movie. Yeah. I'm not sure. I'm talking out of my butt. I, I I think there's like a stereotypical image of like these guys, like even in Overlord, we saw that like these scientists in like Nazi Germany who are doing like crazy experiments. So I, I think they're trying to trying to tie yeah, back to that image. It's kind of like a caricature. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. It may not even be pointing to a specific character. Just yeah. Yeah. So uh, then we get into this uh, thing that like a, a sequence where he's just constantly trying to keep these zombies tranquilized, uh, but eventually his mom like pops up and. Um, she gets hit by a bus and, uh, there's a funeral for her. And again, he's trying to keep her tranquilized so that people don't realize this. And, uh, it's, it's kind of, uh, he's trying to like keep the straight up that like, I, I think his end goal is just to keep like tranquilizing his dead mother. It's kind of silly. It's also kind of hard to watch because he's such like a clumsy and klutzy guy. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I apologize. I can't keep track of like what, when things happen in the plot, but so he's got this like little horde of zombies in the basement. Yeah. And the nurse is like, at some point her neck gets like, she's almost decapitated. So her head just keeps like falling, falling back. backwards and he has to put it back. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, and, uh, so, so yeah, after, after the funeral, I think, uh, there's that whole graveyard scene where he runs oh, into yeah, some, uh, thugs. They have a fight and his mom pops out and then one of the thugs turns into a zombie and then there's just like this priest that shows up who's got like some crazy karate skills and, and there's some line he says uh, do you remember it? Something he says about- I kick ass for the lord. Oh yeah right. And before he, does. before he like jumps in and starts fighting he's like this calls for divine intervention. <laughs> yeah there's some great one liners there. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so he, he becomes a zombie, the thug becomes a zombie, and then, yeah, you're, you're right, he's basically, Lionel ends up ha- having to babysit these four zombies at, uh, his house, he's like, you know, there's like scenes of them around a dinner table, he's trying to keep them entertained, and then, um, two of the zombies, I guess, hook up, and a, a zombie baby is born that he starts taking for a walk at times. <laughs> so this is getting so like, gross. yeah. When they're hooking up, and like... The, they hook up right after the dinner scene, and the the nurse, who's like essentially like a human Pez or a zombie like Pez dispenser, yeah, she eats. It's another gross food moment. She eats the pudding, and then it like oozes out of her neck. Oh yeah, yeah, right. And so then he just like cocks her head back and just oh, starts God. putting the pudding right into her neck hole. Yeah, yeah, that was so disgusting. So gross. Yeah, there's a lot of gross stuff going. I could. I was like, it sounds so gross. And it's hard to explain why it's funny, but I was laughing really hard. Yeah, yeah. There's something really silly about the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, there's there's a lot of gross stuff happening here. E- even like when they're when when the nurse has the zombie nurse has sex with the zombie priest, like they, I think their faces are like stuck together, and he has to pull her face off of his, and she ends up like taking his face with her. Or oh something. yeah, like a bunch of skin from the priest's face like comes off in her mouth. Yeah, <laughs> it's so yeah. gross. I know, I know. It just keeps getting worse. <laughs> So yeah, he's running around trying to take care of these zombies and like kind of like maintaining a family of zombies at home, which I, I thought was like kind of a weird segment of the movie. Uh, did, did you? I mean, like I guess the point in this part is mostly just to be funny and absurd, right? Yeah, yeah, and it's like he could have killed them. I think the maybe the like character motivation there was that he couldn't bear to kill his mom, so he's just like keeping them all alive and tranquilized. Yeah, I think you're right. Yep, that was kind of an emotional thing for him. Yeah. Um, but then, uh, his uncle comes along and he's kind of like this gross, huge dude. And, uh, he throws, he wants, he, he claims he wants ownership of the house. Um, and he kind of, uh, uses some leverage against, uh, Lionel, 
and blackmails him like, hey, I know you're keeping all these dead, dead bodies downstairs, uh, so either you give me the house or um, I'll tell people. So he gives the, he hands the house over, and the first thing the uncle does is throw this huge party, and while this party's happening, the zombies from the basement, uh, after Lionel thinks he's killed them, you know, after getting that over that, that emotional hurdle of, you know, detaching himself, uh, he accidentally, uh, what, what is it that he gave them? Like something to amp them up? I think it was like animal stimulant. Oh, yeah. So he's made them the, like in a... Like yeah. whatever he gave them, it's labeled animal stimulant, he learns later. Right, yeah. So he basically made them into super zombies who turn on this huge party and we get like this hour, like most intense uh, scene of like just craziness of zombies like eating people, uh, destroying people, um, you know, really uh, uh, gross kills and uh, just, yeah, it's, it's just like a bloodbath everywhere. And uh, yeah, the intestines make a, a scene and chase them around. Uh, there are people like being cut in half. I mean, yeah. how would you describe like this half hour of just violence? Yeah, it's just complete bloody, gory, chaos, body parts flying everywhere. Yeah, yeah. But it's also just like a really well-choreographed comedy. Like, some of it's almost like Rube Goldberg-esque. Like, oh, yeah. This happens, which triggers this, which happens this, and then he slips on that arm that just came off. And Yeah. I was kind of in awe of it, to be honest. Yeah, there's some really creative stuff, and and even some like the visuals, uh, like there's a zombie whose head gets like replaced with like a light bulb, and so like her head's just like blinking the whole time. Um, there is yeah, uh, she's just like constantly pinned to the wall, and her head is like a jack o' lantern. Yeah, yeah. Um, the zombie baby's like in a in a blender for a bit. Yep. Uh, there's yeah, there's there's some yeah, you're right. There's like a lot of like really well choreographed uh, scenes here of of things just like uh, att- yeah, attack scenes going on. Yeah, one of the scenes that like really stuck out to me was Lionel's crawling through the attic and he gets his foot stuck on a cord. And as this is happening, there's also a scene where Paquita's almost being attacked by that light bulb zombie. Yeah. Um, and then he falls through the attic and he yanks on the cord because his foot's still stuck on it. And that pulls the light bulb zombie like up against the wall and she's like slammed back while he falls. And then his head hits another zombie and splatters the head. And it's just yeah. like, it's impressive, like all the different stuff going on in all the yeah. different rooms of the house and how one thing affects another. Yeah, yeah. Kind of like dominoes in a way. Yeah, I thought it was cool. Yeah, I like that part. That's, that's really neat. Um, one of the things I also really liked here, uh, I feel like, um, you know, earlier on we talked about stop motion, there were parts that felt like the, I, I couldn't tell if this was maybe the quality of the video, but like where, um, did, did you notice like it would kind of like start and like jump almost like if it was like strobe lighting or something, but like the action scenes would be like a little choppy, but it gave it like a cool effect. I think that was the version that we saw. Oh yeah. I don't think that was on the original film. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, it got, got it. a little choppy at points on this YouTube. It's not. It wasn't. It wasn't intended. Horrible quality, but it wasn't great. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, I thought, I I thought that might have been intended. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Uh, but yeah, re- really cool stuff going on, and a lot of blood everywhere. Uh, again, I think this was like the three hundred liters of blood going on around here. Um, finally, you know, things are looking grim. Characters are on the verge of dying. Uh, Lionel finally, now throughout the movie, he's been kind of like this coward. He's been uh, really klutzy and, and nervous. He finally comes in and like in a, this iconic scene where he's got like a, a lawnmower over his head and starts chopping up the zombies, which I, th- I thought that was a really cool attack move. 
He kills a yeah. bunch of zombies. Yeah. It was pretty awesome. And I read today that the effect on that was that there were actual blades on this lawnmower and they were like feeding it wax limbs. Oh, holy shit, really? So they were really limbs, well, fake limbs, like getting chopped up by this thing and flying across the room. Fake uh, wax limbs? Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah that, that's really cool. And uh, I think this is like a turning point for his character. Um, and so they've killed all the zombies, but then we come to the final zombie, which uh, it's his mother who's become like this gigantic zombie who's naked. <laughs> and I don't know, just I thought the way like they depicted it was hilarious. Like this, you know, saggy, uh, breasted, like huge butt kind of naked older yeah. woman. Yeah. Just like giant naked boobs and butt. Yeah, kind of like taunting him, like, oh, okay. uh, I told you not to be with her and all this stuff. Yeah. Uh, it's pretty good. Uh, so he's battling with her, and she's, uh, you know, trying to kill Paquita. And finally, like, she, I thought this part was kind of symbolic. So she, like, her stomach opens up, and she takes him inside of her. And then, yep. she, yeah, and then she goes to kill Paquita, but then he hacks his way out of her stomach. And I think that's what ends up killing her. Is that right? Uh, yeah, yeah, he kills her by hacking his way out of her, her stomach. Yeah, definitely some symbolism there. Like, he's back to the womb, and he's always been a mama's boy, and yeah, they had too close of a relationship. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's weird that that's maybe what this whole movie's about. Um, yeah. And then, yeah, it ends with him and Paquita kind of going off to live happily ever after. Um, One awesome thing that I want to call out is that that uncle who's a total dick has, like, he, sexually assaulted Paquita on multiple occasions. Yeah. And he finally, like, I think he, like, gets his head ripped off partially by the mom when she comes back. Oh, and yeah. And then he turns into this zombie where his head is, like, eight feet above his body because his spine is, like, all yeah. jutted out. And he, again, like, tries to attack Paquita as a zombie, and she ends up, like, whipping his head. She grabs his spinal cord like a baseball bat and whips his head against the counter. Yeah. <laughs> like before she she spits in his face before she does it. It was just kind of a nice end to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a terrible character that you come to hate and it's cool to see him wrapped up yeah. that way. Any any other big kills that you think are worth mentioning? I and mean, this there's, there's obviously like I don't know how many people got killed in this. But Yeah, I mean it's hard to uh it's hard to keep track. I think some of the standout scenes for me was like a zombie pulls out a dude's entire rib cage. Oh, right. Yeah. There's one guy whose legs have been eaten to the bone, so he's just like a torso with these bloody leg bones like, yep. crawling across the floor. Yep. And then there's a scene where a woman looks at the camera and screams with her mouth wide open, and then a zombie fist punches through the back oh of her my head God. out her mouth, like right yeah. in the camera. It almost that, looked like it was supposed to be 3D. Yeah, yeah. That that one was, that, that really threw me off. <laughs> I was like, what yeah. the fuck? <laughs> it's pretty bad. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, the way they uh, yeah killed people in this was really... Really crazy. Yeah, the kills were really creative. <laughs> yeah. In general, everything about this movie was really creative to me. Yeah. And it, it's interesting. I, I think you're right at the end of the day, like this is kind of like a, a romance story and about uh, a guy who's uh, trying to like escape the imprisonment of like being with a very controlling mom and like grow into his own. Um, but like totally on this backdrop of a pretty wild uh, zombie story. Yeah. Yeah, um, I, I think the only other thing to make sure to mention is that uh, the effects were done by this dude, Richard Taylor, who I think has now become pretty acclaimed and did all the Lord of the Rings movies with Peter oh. Jackson. Oh, cool. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. Hey, he did a pretty good job. Uh, yeah, what, yeah. What, what did you think uh, overall? What did you like? What didn't you like? Overall, I, there's, I can't really think of anything I didn't like. I just mm -hmm. thought that it was incredible. 
and the coordination and effort that it must have taken on the budget. I mean, it was like three or four million, which isn't tiny, but isn't huge. And just like the undertaking here, I think, was pretty impressive. Yeah. The movie itself, the viewing experience for me, was never dull. It's either funny or disgusting or like, honestly, it was kind of romantic. Like, (laughs) I was charmed by the love story. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, yeah, I, I kind of felt like the first and second act, maybe like, I, I loved the third act of like what's going down at the house. And like, I, I thought that was like the, the peak of the movie, uh, and, and like all, all that coordinated violence. Uh, you didn't feel like the first and second act, uh, maybe dragged on a little bit of like setting up the characters and that like forced love story that she likes this guy just because the cards said she would. Um, I mean, I, I, I kind of felt like that was thin, but also it was like purposely thin maybe in a way. Yeah, I mean, it's also, it's a well-crafted love story and romantic comedy, but it's also cheesy. Like, that part of it, not unlike the gore, is deliberately over-the-top cheesy. Yeah, that's a good point. Like, it's not trying to be, like, more sentimental than than it is. I I guess that's, like, the slapstick comedic part of it. Yeah, but I also, somehow, for me at least, it juggled both of those. Like, it was cheesy and over-the-top, but still charming, and I still cared about the characters. Yeah, yeah. I, I really liked Paquita. Uh, the main character, Lionel, I mean, I, I, he kind of annoyed me for a while until like he kind of, uh, towards the end started being a little more assertive. Uh, right. but I, I guess that's the whole dynamic between them. Sure. Yeah. He's kind of a, a sad sack mama's boy to an extent. Yeah. Push yeah. over. Exactly. Yeah. Kind of. But I hear what you're saying. Yeah. I mean, it, it could, it could be, I could see how someone could think it was dull. I thought that. I cared enough about the characters and it was punctuated by like gross out scenes every once in a while. Like the mom smashing the Sumatra monkey's head with her foot after she, it bites her and just blood going everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Or like yeah. the pudding scene. Like there was, it was punctuated by some gross out comedic stuff too. Yeah. I, I also, uh, I, I like the way this movie starts, like you have no idea where this is movie, this movie is like really going until like, uh, until yeah, it hits that third act. Like even realizing it's a zombie movie or how it's going to play out, like the, everything in this movie just caught me by surprise for the most part. Maybe that's kind of why I felt like the first and second act, you know, I'm like, where's this going? Uh, and then like the way it kind of, you know, becomes this big gory massacre at the end. Uh, it's, I thought it was pretty cool. Yeah. And it was probably different for me. I mean. I've seen it a handful of times already, so I yeah. know I know all the notes it was gonna hit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's definitely one I, I could see rewatching. I generally don't like gory movies, but this one, like, uh, yeah, there's just something really unique and special and uh, interesting about it, and yeah, very, very artistic almost. Yeah, good. yeah. I mean, it's weird to call a movie special where like some of the highlights are putting oozing out someone's neck <laughs> hole after they eat it, but there yeah. really is something special about it. It's hard to describe. Yeah. Without seeing the movie. Right, right. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'll, I'll put this up with some of his best work. <laughs> well, yeah. very, very different than like what it, the Peter Jackson I know, but uh, like pretty amazing. Right, uh, but you can kind of see the evidence of like how he puts action scenes together and how he can put a story together. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, yeah, I, th- I think a lot of that came into play because yeah, later on he would do like Lord of the Rings and stuff and you have like these huge epic battle scenes. Uh, so this could be like a, a version of like very small port, like that on a microcosm or something. Yeah, yeah, I would. Uh, I don't think it would be unfair to call the the third act of this movie epic. Yeah, yeah, I definitely felt it. Yeah. Uh, so how many zombie babies in a blender would you give this one? 
I give it five zombie bra- babies in a blender. Damn. Yeah, that's pretty I good. think this is on my top ten list. I, I love this movie. Wow, that's awesome. I man. was pretty pumped when you chose it. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think I, I, think I, w- I would give it a five, but uh, just because gore isn't like my big thing, I'd, I'd probably knock this down to like a four and a half. Uh, but yeah, I, I loved it too. I'd, I'd definitely put it up there. Uh, it's, it's, it's a fun watch. Nice. I'm, I was afraid you were going to hate it because, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was, I was ready to hate it when, when it started getting gory, but then it was, it was creative enough that it kept me engaged. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to, to deny the genius of it after a while. Yep, yeah, I agree. Yeah. I agree, man. Well, anything else to add about this one? Nope, that's all I got. All right. Well, then that's it for our discussion on Brain Dead slash Dead Alive. If you enjoy this episode, please give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. That's going to help other people find our show, and we always appreciate it. If you want to join the discussion, you can find our social links on horrormovieclub.com, or you can shoot us an email at podcast at horrormovieclub.com. We're going to announce next week's movie on Facebook and Twitter in case you want to watch it before the next episode. We also have a Discord server where we're chatting up with a few listeners and fellow horror fans. You can find that link on our website. We also have a Patreon page in case you want to throw some change our way. You can find that at patreon.com slash horrormovieclub. Our logo is done by Amy Mae Popart, so check her out on etsy.com. And until next time, if you're throwing a party and trying to get people to leave your house, uh, just grab the lawnmower and bring it in. People will get the hint. <laughs>